chapter 11, as we get into the, to the word tonight, Matthew chapter 11, um, I'll be reading verse 12. Can we all stand for the reading of God's word? Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. It reads like this. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Father, we thank you for your word. That it always be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path to reveal your will for our lives, God. I pray that tonight, Lord, and every day of our lives, we'll walk in the center of your will, being led by the power of your Holy Spirit, God. That we be led and, and guided into the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. That you might receive glory and honor and praise for what we do down here on the earth. We ask, Lord, your blessings, Lord, upon this message, God. Bless the ears of the hearer to hear and assimilate, Lord, and take in to themselves, Lord, your word tonight, God, that it might change all of us, Lord, tonight into the very image of your son. Father, I pray for an anointing to deliver your word as you gave it to me, Lord, to your people. And I ask again your blessings upon this service tonight. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. 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 And you may be seated. Praise God. I want you to know that um, the, the Bible says the kingdom of God suffered violence. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, like they like to shy away from that violence thing. They're, they're, they're afraid of, of the violence, but I'm talking about spiritual violence. I'm talking, you know, the Bible lets us know we, we battle not against flesh and blood. So we're not going down to 7-Eleven with AK-47s and shooting anybody. Hallelujah. But we battle against powers and principalities in the heavenly. And we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. We are the church of Christ. Hallelujah. We're the body of Christ. We're his church on the earth and we shall represent him in everything we do and as a matter of fact as we saw Jesus do so we'll so we will we should do also for we are Christians that that means Christ like ones and that means we we do what he does we we say what he says we we walk with him he walks with us and he extends through us his hand he extends through us his word he extends through us his power we're not here to represent ourselves and, and do what we want to do, say what we want to say, or, you know, play what we want to play. Hallelujah. We're here to lay down our lives for the one who laid his life down for us. Hallelujah. We are the church. I don't mind serving Jesus, but sometimes I wonder where are the signs and the miracles. I, I like Elisha because one time he just said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Bam. And he was making a proclamation. You understand what I'm saying? He just was not just asking a question, but he was making a proclamation that the Lord God of Elijah was alive and still here. And I decree and declare that the Lord God of Elijah is here tonight. Hallelujah. In our midst, where he said, where two or three are gathered in his name, there who should be in the midst of him. Hallelujah. You know, I, I like KC Wasilla. You know, there's no Mamby Pambyism here. You know, Mamby and Pamby got together and they started a movement, but they ain't moving here. Hallelujah. It's a terrible thing when you give into a Mamby Pamby spirit. You know, and you just go, Lottie Doth, you know, 
tiptoe through the tulips and all that kind of all that kind of jazz like that. That is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But it also is advanced through violence, through people who are determined, through people who are passionate, the people who are make a declaration in themselves. I am not gonna stay the way that I am. I'm not just gonna represent me and be me. Hallelujah. I'm gonna represent him. I'm gonna be like him in every way I possibly can. I'm gonna go about doing what he did. I wanna let them know that through me, Jesus is alive and well. You know why? Because he is. And it's about time the church began to act like it. You know, we just start thinking it. Well, you know, there's a scripture that says, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, you know, that's for other people over there. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to make it myself. You know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where my next meal is coming from. There's a point in your Christianity. There's a point in your walk when you say, you know what, God, I want to represent you. Yeah. You know, I just want to, you know, I want to represent you in your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I want to get out from where I'm at to get up to where you need me to be so that I can say that the kingdom of God is here and is here through me. Amen. Not just the people I go to church with, hallelujah, but it's in my house. It's in my kids. It's in my car. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We got to get up now. This is no time for laying back and kicking back and go and sit back with our writing cards. Well, how was that sermon? Well, that sermon was really good. I got 17 points how to be more like Jesus. You know, <laughs> hallelujah. The hearer of the word is worthless. The hearer of the word is worthless without being endured. Whoa. You hear the word so that you're able to graft the word into your life so that you can do the word. Awesome. Oh, oh, I'm going to be nice tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I don't want y'all to know that I'm not just, I'm not an unkind person. But you know, when I start thinking about who Jesus is, and I start thinking about he, the, the blind eyes being opened, the, the deaf ear, you know, and people who never walked before walking, and, and, and the mute speaking, and the, and the dead brought back to life. I'm going, oh my God, Lord, I want to do something for you that not represents me. You know, we're so caught up in us. You know, I am me. Look at me. Look at my personality. Look who I am. You know, we just need to take a little eraser and start erasing all that. That's a thing of the past. When are we going to start thinking about him? Our Lord and our Savior, where his, his eyes are going to and fro, looking for somebody who will represent him. And he needs people like that. And I think I'm in the right place tonight. I, I think I'm in the right church tonight. Yeah. We don't serve a God that can't do anything. We serve a God who can do everything. With him, all things are possible. Yes, and all, 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 but we, we sit there and we go, oh. And we look at our impossibilities and we held them up against the unfathomable God. And it says, you know what, God? You know, sometimes we just accept situations. Oh, I accept that I'm going to live in pain for the rest of my life. Yes. Who asked you to do that? Oh, you know, the doctor has pronounced cancer upon me. And I just accept the fact that I'm about to die. You know, 
the thing is, is we should accept God's word. Amen. And it ain't over. To God says it's over. And we have to understand that the doctor is not the final authority. That God is the final authority over our lives. And he is able to heal cancer. He's able to rebuke sickness. He's able to give you new organs and, and give you new life and give you life abundant at any time in your life. I mean, my goodness, Abraham was 100 years old when he had Isaac. Yeah. Get that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, my, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Because it said that, that, uh, that when, she, when, they, when they told, um, what's her name, what's Abraham's wife's name? When they told Sarah, she laughed. God said, you're going to have a baby. She said, I'm 89 years. My husband is 100. <laughs> you got to admit, it was a funny thing. You know, but is anything too hard for the Lord? No. Good Lord, and we just keep settling for what they tell us. Oh, you know what? Christianity is dying. You know, it's getting out. There are people looking for Jesus. There are people looking for hope. And we're caught back up here in our own little stuff, you know, just wondering like, you know what? Now, you know, what I'm going to have for dinner tonight? You know, I, it, it's crazy. But God wants to use us tonight. What about who I'm a witness to tonight? Who I'm going to tell about Jesus. Yeah. You know, Jesus makes a way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. As a matter of fact, let me talk about Jesus for a minute. He's a, he's a way maker. He's a bondage breaker. He's a heavy load sharer. And he's a burden bearer. He's my healer, my revealer. He's my sword and my shield, my rock, my God in whom I trust. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He leads me and guides me and comforts me and provides for me. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I cause. Hallelujah, that's the God that I serve. My goodness, he's wonderful. He's a counselor. He's almighty God, the everlasting Father. He has the name above all names. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the living word, the good shepherd, the way, the truth, and the life. And I can do all things through him because he strengthens me. He is my maker and my creator. He is the author and finisher of my faith. He's the great I am, the Lamb of God, the Holy One of Israel, the, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the one who, is, who was and is and is to come. My goodness. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's just a few things off the top of my head that I can think of. Hallelujah, that God is. In Matthew chapter 11, and we read verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. It talked about John. What was he, some kind of limp weed blowing in the wind? No. Hallelujah. He was a man of God. And he was talking about John the Baptist when, when they wrote this scripture. And it talked about a, a man of violence, a man of spiritual violence, a man of passion, who was willing to do anything and everything it took. He didn't care how he looked. He didn't care what people thought about him. All he cared about 
was the kingdom of God and representing the one who anointed him and appointed him for such a time as this. In Romans chapter 4 verse 19 it says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Talking about the faith of Abraham who looked at an impossible situation and said, But God promised me. I, I remember a lady told me a story who came to visit me on the island of Kauai and she came looking for a church and she drove all the way into town from the North Shore. That's about a 45 minute drive and she said God spoke to her and she drove up on the property of our church in Hanamaulu and when she pulled up on that property she came into the church and she brought this little boy with her and, um, and she was from, from, from Ghana and she came in and what she does is she's a nanny to a family that has so much money all they do is try to figure out where they're going to spend the seasons at. Like or whether we're going to winter in the south of France. Or, I'm like, good Lord. Their biggest problem that they have is where they're going to spend their seasons. That's some crazy stuff. And they got this lady that's traveling with them to take care of her kids. And she said, there's a reason why they, they take me every place they go. She said, one time we was on the airplane. And the airplane started having trouble. She said it was a brand new jet. Shouldn't have been nothing wrong with it. And, and that family and friends were traveling on the jet. Talking about lifestyle. Oh, my goodness. And she said that the, the thing started to blink. The airplane tried to buckle. Smoke was coming out of the engine and everything. And everybody was all scared. And, and you're just cussing and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And she was sitting there singing the song of Zion. And they looked at her and they was like, what in the world is wrong with you? She said, do you not have to worry about this plane going down? She says, because God has given me exceedingly great promises over my life. And they have not been fulfilled yet. So you have nothing to worry about because God is faithful. He's going to complete in me that work he's done. He promised me certain things. Those things haven't happened yet, so you don't have to worry about this plane going down. And they were like, you crazy. She just went back to singing her song. Well, you go back to worrying and crying. I'm going to go back to putting my mind on Jesus. And as the plane neared the emergency runway, as it came down, started all of a sudden, right before they landed, everything straightened out. All the lights came on, and you stopped smoking, and the plane came to a smooth landing. And everybody looked at her. She said, you should have seen those people. She said, they gave me money and all this kind of stuff before I even got off the plane. It was like, and now the family won't go anywhere in the world without me. And she said, that's why I'm in church today. You know, because I got here, and they gave me their son to take with them. She said, I can have Sundays off so I can go to church. And she said, the rest of the time I got to cook for those people and things like that. But she says, but God has blessed me because the favor of God is on my life. And she believed God more than she believed the airplane stuttering and spitting out smoke. You know what? Sometimes while the doctors is talking to us and telling us what's wrong with them, we ought to be hearing this, man, 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 you know. You lost me as you got like six minutes to live. I stopped talking to you. Hallelujah. And I went above you. There's a, a doctor, his name is Jesus, that you don't know nothing about. Hallelujah. Who has all the power of the universe. Amen. The power to reverse the curse. The power to proclaim what is written on my life. I heard a story about Hezekiah who was on his deathbed dying. And Isaiah the prophet came and told him, Jack, the jig's up. You know, put your stuff in order. God says, tonight you're going to die. And was walking away. And Hezekiah had just enough strength to roll off the bed onto his knees. And said, God, remember all the stuff that I did for you. Remember how I served you. Remember how I tore down the high places. 
And God turned the prophet around, came back into the room, looked at Hezekiah and said, because you humbled yourself and prayed to me, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Oh, snap. Talking about reversing what is written in you. When, they, when somebody comes and they decree something against you, if their name ain't G-O-D, don't listen to them. Hallelujah. I'm talking about, man, people that throw you in a jail, got the videotape. Like they did with Paul and Silas. <laughs> got the videotape, threw them boys in jail. But because they said, well, you know what? Seems like a good time for a worship service for me. Hallelujah. God opened the jail cell for them. You know, I don't speak to some people about the power of worship. The power of God's kingdom supersedes the power of this kingdom, of this world, of foolish men and foolish women. Hallelujah. Don't listen to them. Listen to him. Hallelujah. He's got a lot to say about you. In Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, the law of the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached and everyone is pressing into it. Here's a change. It's a switch. He says, since, you know, John came preaching repentance and, um, and the kingdom of God is, is near. And he said, he said, Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God is near. John preached the gospel of repentance and baptism. Okay? We got to go beyond repentance. Okay, God, I'm sorry for my sins and getting baptized and figure that's the end of the road. Jesus said, now there's the kingdom of God. Yes. And now you've got to walk in this way. You've got to walk in the way that I'm showing you. John took you as far as he could. Now I'm taking you the other way. And we New Testament believers have got to get beyond baptism and repentance of sin, hallelujah, and get into the kingdom where there's power, where there's might, where there's authority, where there's good stuff like casting out demons in his name. Bam! Laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. Woo! Calling those things that are not as though they were and seeing what we did not see before appear. Oh my goodness. Whoa! I love the kingdom of God. It's not limited to the things of this earth. And we don't have to just give in and give up. Amen. Amen. See, there's a gospel that's proclaimed that goes beyond just our goodness, our kindness our mercy, our forgiveness toward others, and all these things, there's a kingdom of power and authority that God has bequeathed to us. But you can't get it with mamby-pambyism. You just can't get it with just like, oh, you know, God, just do what you want to do when you want to do it. Hallelujah. Well, God don't want to make you sick. And if you get sick, you're going to still say to God, okay, do what you want to do. Sometimes you got to, God will not do what you can do. Come on, he won't do it. He gave you a job. He said, lay hands on the sick and they recover. He said, take an act of faith. That's why he told Peter, I'm not floating you out of the boat. Go ahead, take the step of faith. I will honor that. He said, come on, come to me on your own. He said, use your power and walk to me. I'll take care of the rest. So we step out on faith and then he takes care of the rest. But if we won't take a step of faith, then he can do nothing. He wouldn't go float Peter out of the boat, the force, and, 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 and float him across the water. You know, he said, Peter, you do what you can do, and I'll do what I can do. I'll take care of the rest. My goodness, there are four things we need 
as passionate men and women of God who are advancing the kingdom of God with violence. I'm going to tell you something. The, the world's not going to give up. They're not going to sit down. They have to be realized that they're a defeated foe and they're conquered in the name of Jesus. And we got to start acting like conquerors. I'm not talking about we got to rise up in, in pride and everything else. We just got to stop accepting what the world is dishing out because we got something else to dish out. It's a kingdom of power and it's a kingdom of authority. And when they say no and they say this as far as you can go, we just go see about that. Hallelujah. I got I got to read y'all some stuff about some people in the Bible because people in the Bible bad. <laughs> Four things you need in advancing the kingdom of God. You need an impassionate pursuit of prayer. Yeah. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die, see that's okay when you're seven. But you're seventy and you're still praying, praying like that. Come on, Hallelujah! God's giving you authority. He's not giving you to wake up and claim what is yours and take the kingdom of God with violence and say, Father, I bind principalities and me. I bid on me. Hallelujah. In the power of God, I bind principalities and powers. I command them to loose that child of God and leave, let, let them go in Jesus' name. Jesus looked at a lady one time, man. She was bent over and crippled. He said, good Lord, the, the daughter of Zion shouldn't be suffering to be oppressed by the devil. He said, be healed in Jesus' name. And her back immediately straightened out and she walked. He saw something that was wrong. He prayed the prayer of faith and the power of the Holy Ghost came upon him. And that, and that sister was set free. Amen. And said, we look at our sister and go, mm. That's too bad. <laughs> Hallelujah. God didn't want us to be like that. He wants us to be like Jeho Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 when he looked at an impossible situation and circumstances and threw himself down before God. And he said, man, because you humbled yourself and you prayed to me, you ain't going to have to worry about the enemy. I'm going to take care of them for you. As a matter of fact, I want you to show up for the battle. I want you to come and battle array and sing songs to me. And by the time you get there, I'd have taken care of your enemy. That's some crazy kind of weird kind of stuff, but the power of prayer is so powerful. Hallelujah. It changes. You know, when, it, when, when prayer works, we look at God like, like he surprised us. Oh, Father, hallelujah. I pray that all those strongholds have come down. And, and when they come down and we open our eyes and they're gone, we're just like, wow, he did it. Oh, <laughs> he really is God. Oh, my goodness. And we get shocked. But we ought to expect God to show up. So you need an impassioned pursuit of prayer. Like Hezekiah, when he got a letter from Senator Recribio, whatever his name was. Hallelujah. And he got that letter saying, you know what? Nobody else has been able to stand upon me. I hate when people start reading me their resume. You know, I, I can't stand that mess. I don't care who you was. I don't care who your parents was. I don't care how much money you got. You ain't God. And what you perceive over my life is not true. Only what he allows to happen to me is going to happen to me. Not you. Don't let nobody be Lord over your life except the Lord. I don't care what they did to everybody else. They don't know God like you know God. They're not in a part of the kingdom like you're a part of the kingdom. You only have one king. That's what kingdom means. There's one ruler. Hey, you know, I'm shouting enough for all of us. Not only do you have to have an impassioned pursuit of prayer, but you have to be willing to confront the demonic. You need to stop 
running from stuff that goes bump in the night. In Mark chapter 16, it says, in my name you will cast out demons. How many times are you going to read that scripture and stop calling pastor in the middle of the night? And, and get up and cast that thing out in the name of Jesus. Dad. You know, I had a young man brought to me from another church. I'm not saying nothing about other churches. I, I, but they brought this guy to me and they said, you know what? Um, this ain't the medication. This ain't psychosis. This guy is demon possessed. Will you do something about this? And I literally walked out of my office and slammed the door. And it was crazy. And I just cast the demon out of the guy and then come out. And the guy was fine. And I was like, what do you mean you don't handle stuff like that? Not in KC Wasilla. Bring every devil, every demon possessed, man or woman of God, every child, well, no matter what language they're speaking, no matter you know what's coming out of their mouth, it don't matter what, what's foaming up from inside of them. They can come here like that, but they're not leaving here like that. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, we're casting that thing out. Not because we're some kind of prideful church or anything like that. Not because we just, you know, we all that. We just believe what God told us. He says, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. It says in my name, you'll cast out demons. Good Lord, that's it. That's all. It's his word. Jesus, you said, I'll cast out demons in your name. In the name of Jesus, come out. But it takes a violent, passionate person that won't take no from the devil. No. What you mean, no? <laughs> uh-uh, baby, uh-uh. It's not like, no, okay, okay, you go back home. Uh-uh, it's like, no, uh-uh, you coming out right now, today. Not another day. This far have you come, Satan, the furniture you go. In the name of Jesus, I said, come out! Yeah. Said Jesus spoke as one having authority. What do we talk like when we confront demon, demonic powers? Do we talk like we have authority? Good Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, you have to have the third thing you need is an expectation of the miraculous. Yeah. We, you know, <laughs> we got a word from, from our senior pastor that God was going to show up and show out. Yeah. That means God showed up. You know, we got goosebumps running up and down our spine. You know, we, we see smoke and, and we smell perfume. And there's every manifestation that God is here. Amen. Yet we don't believe that God is about to do miracles in our lives, that people are going to get out of wheelchairs. You know, the thing is, we need to expect that every time that we come to church, every time that we gather together, every time that we go to a Bible study, every time we leave our house, that something miraculous is about to happen. Hallelujah. God is ready to use us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when people are running around and go, help me, help me, we'll go, you need help? I'm here. I represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And in his name, I will pray the prayer of faith. And what is bothering you today will not bother you anymore in Jesus' name. You need to show up as a person of authority. 
You know, Christians are too loud. They too proud. They too boastful. We ain't talking about ourselves. We're talking about him. The one that indwells us with the power of the Holy Spirit. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we're not walking around. Now, to you, we look for sheep for, we look at sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. I know who I am. You lying devil, and I'm powerless, and I'm not weak, and I'm not feeble, and I'm not crazy. I'm in my right mind, filled with the Holy Ghost, and you are leaving this place, and I'm staying. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. We need to have an expectation of the miraculous because God tells us you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I am looking for a reaction when I lay hands on people. I am looking for a reaction when I pray the prayer of faith. I don't know what's going to happen, but I believe that God is going to show up when I pray because he told me. Why would he tell me to do something that was powerless? He said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, my thing is, okay, God, I'm going to do what you told me to do, and then you do the rest. Deal. Amen. Instead of, like, looking at people in a wheelchair like, <laughs> oh, I hope they don't see me. <laughs> Somebody come up to you foaming at the mouth and stuff, and you're like, I hope they don't know I'm a Christian. I hope nobody from my church sees me here, because I'm walking away from this confrontation. Y'all know, you know, I'm laughing right with you because I'm telling you stuff from my own personal experience. And stuff, I see sick people coming. I, I changed aisles in the grocery store real quick. Forget what I was looking for. You know, it's a trip. And stuff, but God has been dealing with me about walking away from confrontation. So as a matter of fact, you know, God's looking for people who go out looking for confrontation. What? Yeah, God's looking for violent people. And they don't walk around trying to avoid confrontation. You, you ever go to a store and ain't nobody sick in there? But all you're looking for is cheese. <laughs> cheese. Cheese don't see nobody sick. You know, hey, I'm just telling you, I'm just trying to keep it real. I ain't bragging. I'm not talking about, but I'm just talking about us being who we really are. Not who people say we are, but who we really are. Because when they see who we really are, and they see what we really do, they will stop talking about us. Amen. Amen. They say, you know, I, say, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I, I don't talk about sister so-and-so. She knows somebody. She, I, you know, I don't know what she is, you know. I said, you know, I seen her. I seen her lay hands on puppies, and they come back to life. I, you know, I, I talk about anybody, but I, I'm going to leave sister so-and-so alone because she knows somebody. You know, I heard somebody was missing and she went to praying and they found him. I don't know about you but don't talk about that lady. Hallelujah because she knows somebody. Shoot, that's Jesus' cousin or something man. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> Come on now. They ought to know man. That's that's one of Jesus' kids man. Don't, I mean for real. It's not one of them that's for real Jesus people. You better leave them alone. Amen. So true. Hallelujah. You need a burning heart for evangelism. 
I'm talking about burning heart. I'm talking about the kingdom of God suffering violence and stuff. And when people just start conversations about you, it's Jesus. God's going to turn that conversation into a thing where you can witness to Jesus. Yes. He is. He's going to turn around. Expect it. Expect God to turn that situation around. Respect that your, expect that your boss is going to get saved. Your supervisor is going to get saved. I used to hate supervisors. Now I love them. Hallelujah. I had a, I had a supervisor that, that was of an alternative lifestyle. Okay. And, and when I left the place where, where um, I was working as my supervisor, and they, they had a going away party for me, you know what she bought me? She bought me a, a, a burgundy leather, leather-bound dates Bible. And I said, you know what? God, when your ways please the Lord, he'll cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. You hear me? I'm telling you, I said, like, dang, I couldn't, aff I couldn't afford a Bible like that. And she bought it for me as a going away present. You know, going away is sweet sometimes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm saying, alternative lifestyle or not, I preach the truth. Hallelujah. And I stood for Jesus. Hallelujah. And look what God did for me. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15. It says, and he said to them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every last one of those devils. Preach the gospel to them. <laughs> you know, faith coming by hearing. And you got to build your faith. So you're walking around in the kingdom of God where you're not putting up with stuff. You know what violence means? You know, it says, it's a, with violence, we take stuff. It means we, we, we take stuff by force. It means that we grab a hold of the kingdom by force. It just ain't going to come to us. We're not going to, oh, you got to come thing, you kingdom of God. You come here. No, we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to fast. We're going to have to seek his face. It's not just going to drop off the ceiling. We got to be radical in our belief that prayer accomplishes something, that fasting will accomplish something in us that, that nothing else is accomplished. By obeying God in the laying hands on the sick, in the casting out of demons, something is going to happen. Ain't nothing going to happen. As long as we stay in the boat, you'd be like, you know, Jesus, I want to walk on the water. He said, come out of the boat. No, Jesus, remove the boat. <laughs> then maybe I'll walk. Well, now we're now we in the kid. He already told us what we needed to do. Now we're going to argue with him. He said, just come out of the boat. I mean, no. Uh, uh, why don't we change that? Now you're arguing with God. He just gave you a command. But we do that when he says, lay hands on the sick. Let me tell you something. The sick ain't, ain't going to recover until we lay hands on them. And that devil is not leaving till we cast them out. You know, I can see mothers probably you're praying for their kids going, oh, Jesus, take the devil away. Take him off my child. That's okay. But God gave you a commandment. You need to start walking in the commandment that God gave you and you start to look at your children and when you pray for them, you go, in the name of Jesus, devil, take your hand off my baby. That baby don't belong to you. That baby belongs. I dedicated that baby. I birthed that baby. I raised that baby for Jesus and you cannot have him. I said, loose that child and let them go now. Oh. Hey. You know, I can laugh, you know, because 
I sent my son to school in Maui. He got thrown off the praise and worship team. He got thrown out of school. Then he went for Christ to the nations for a little while and he got thrown out of there. I know he didn't get thrown out, but he would have probably. <laughs> but anyway, he decided to leave there. He wasn't serving God. And I said, I'm not putting up with this mess no more. Hallelujah. I'm not stomaching this mess no more. And now that guy lives with me and he, he's got a job and he's about to get married and he, 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 he's serving God in church on Sundays, playing his little drums and helping with the children's ministry. I said, ah, ha, 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 In, Rome, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, listen to me, if you ain't a witness in your own house, stop trying to get with the get on the missions team and go down to South America. Because you're about to get beat up, okay? <laughs> if you conquer your own house, then you can go into somebody else's house. If you ain't witnessing to the people across the street, your neighbors, stop trying to go out with the, wish for, with the um, witnessing team. Hallelujah. Start in your own neighborhood. Hallelujah. And go out from there. God's going to bless you. I'm, I'm telling you. He's going to show up. Your, your neighbors don't even know you saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, I got one more. I got one more scripture for you. That's terrible, ain't it? Your neighbors don't know you saved. <laughs> Look with Daniel. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And so this is what I'm closing with. Daniel chapter 11. Hallelujah. Look at verse number th number 32 yeah y'all put this on your refrigerator because this is a besieged people a people that Daniel's prophesying a great army is coming against and he says and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. I don't care how powerful the enemy is. The people that do know their God will be strong and do great and mighty things because we serve a great and mighty God. And hallelujah, because we look like him, because we act like him, because we talk like him, because we walk like him, hallelujah, we will do the things that he did and greater things, God, hallelujah, wants to use you. He wants to use you, but if you keep acting like you, he can't do anything. You gotta act like him, and then he can do all the. Ah! Woo! I'm talking about real violence. He's acting like Jesus acted, responding like him. You know what? He didn't get mad and upset when demons manifest. They said, "We are legion." He was like, "Shut up and come out." <laughs> you know. It was like, whoa, you know, that's bad. He just got up and went to some pigs and they committed suicide. Praise God. But he was like that. Shut up and come out. Loose her. Let him go. Kids kicking and vomiting and everything. He was like, don't touch him. Just leave him alone. 
that thing's coming out. We get so excited over these, over these little things about the kingdom. But when we spent the time in prayer, when we spent the time in fasting, and when we are expecting great and mighty things for God to show up and do the miraculous, and when we're witnessing about our faith, we're going to see miracles. We're going to see signs and wonders. Hallelujah. We are just not coming into the kingdom. We represent the kingdom of God. We declare by our works and by our words that the kingdom of God is here. Hallelujah. And that's what we're going to do here in this valley. That's what we're going to do in Anchorage. Hallelujah. You know, I want to take that little drama team and put them in the middle of a park and let them bring the kingdom of God right there. And when they... <laughs> and while they're singing and while they're dancing, we will be laying hands on the sick. Ah! And casting out demons, ah, and destroying the yoke, ah, and removing the burden, ah, and healing broken hearts, ha, ah, and setting the captive free, ha! Because the kingdom of God, well, we're in the kingdom of God. We're not dealing with flesh and blood, but against powers and against principalities. You know, you bad all by yourself. Hallelujah! And God's going to use you if you allow Him. Let's. Decide tonight to be used by God in every way we possibly can. Stop trying to be like us and let's try to be like him. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up on your feet tonight. Stand up on. What a word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor Vince. <laughs> Good to have Pastor Vince with us tonight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What a word. Come on. Go to the highways and the byways and be a person of power. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, I've been so encouraged. Just a, the, the, one of the newest things that, man, the Lord has taught me over the last couple years is, is the power of binding and loosing. It, it is an amazing thing. When you realize the power that God has actually given you as a believer, it is quite a fantastic thing. And uh, I just want to—I just want to seal it with prayer tonight. Before we close, you know, let's just—would you lift your hands to heaven and just take in, just ask the Lord to use you in a new way, Father? We just ask God that even as this word was preached, Lord, that we are not weak, God, but we are strong through you. And I thank you, God, that you have given us the authority, you have given us the power, that which we need, Lord, to give. Get the job done you have released to us I thank you for your church I thank you for every believer here tonight God that you have equipped them you have given them everything they need to get the job done on their job in their family in their marriages God we thank you Lord we thank you God you were able to do it through us Lord and so we step out in faith God give us faith release faith to us tonight in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, would you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before we close with every head bowed and every eye closed, we want to give an opportunity for people to receive the Lord. If you're in this place and you say, Pastor Alex, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you're online tonight and you're listening across the internet tonight, maybe on the podcast, and you say, Pastor Alex, I don't know Jesus. 
as my Lord and Savior. Maybe you used to serve him. You used to serve him fervently and on fire, but you drifted away from that. You want to come back to him tonight. If you're one of those two two people, would you just repeat this prayer after me? And, and if you're, you're saved, you can, you can say this with me as well. Would you repeat after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father please forgive me please. for everything that I've done. I know you died on the cross for me so my sins could be forgiven. I know you rose again so I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you put your hands together one more time for Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, grab hands with the person next to you. Reach across the aisle. Take hands with somebody. We're going to pray. Tonight, Pastor Vince, would you come and pray over us and just, just close this time in prayer and, uh, and just pray over us that we'd be people of faith in everything we do. Come on, pray for your neighbor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you, God, that we're people called and anointed by God to do great and mighty things, to do great exploits, Lord, even in the face of, of crazy kind of odds and situations and circumstances, God. But we are not who we are, Lord, but we are who you created us to be, Father. Uh, we're the righteousness of, of, of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We walk in your power and in your might, God. Hallelujah. We declare your kingdom of God is here, Lord, with power and authority, Lord, in the way that we live, in the way that we talk, and in the things that we do, God. Father, hallelujah. Lord, let us not, Lord, be so concerned about ourselves, Lord, but let us be so concerned about the kingdom, Lord. Use us in any way that you possibly can, God, anytime you want to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. amen. God bless you guys. You guys have a great week. We'll see you Sunday. Bless you.